2: It is indeed good morning, seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we're underway on this Wednesday, the 29th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Appreciate you being with us this morning. Coming up in a half an hour, we will catch up with Congressman Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan uh, normally joins us on Monday, as you know. I was not in on Monday. Thank you to Khalid Namar once again for sitting in for me there. So he has been kind enough to reschedule with us for this morning. Jim Jordan and I will talk about a number of things, including the subject of our monologue in a few minutes. And that is, if there is no federal solution, as Joe Biden has declared, no federal solution to the COVID crisis, then why are the federal mandates still in effect? Why have they not been repealed immediately? If it's up to the states as declared by Joe Biden, if it is up to the governors as declared by Joe Biden, well then, for goodness sakes, why are your federal mandates still in place? That's the question. He has not answered it. He is being asked it. In fact, he is being demanded in that regard by countless numbers of... um, Uh, Republicans and some Democrats and some Democrats all asking that very same question. Why are the mandates still in place? If you look at Twitter, there are just dozens and dozens and dozens of Republican uh, elected officials, not to mention others who are not elected officials, but are um, supporters and activists all saying let's end these mandates and let the governors state by state make up their own minds about what they're going to do. And this is what you bring on when you say this. There is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. All right. I mean, those, those are his words. Nobody else's. There is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. Because nobody else could really flir their way through that quite like him, other than maybe Nancy Pelosi, uh, who is a walk-in commercial for Polygrip. Anyway, um, uh, There is no federal solution. Why is there still a federal mandate? We're going to talk to Jim Jordan about that. We're also going to talk to him at 935 about the January 6th committee. Why? Well, for obvious reasons. The January 6th committee has announced now their intention to subpoena or call Jim Jordan to testify about his messaging with Mark Meadows. We all know that Adam Schiff, um, primarily on the January 6th committee, Altered text messages when they were presented to the committee and to the public between Meadows and Jordan to make it appear as though they were collaborating or or you know colluding with one another to uh, support this quote unquote insurrection. Um, there is just no depth to which they will not stoop, so we 're going to ask Jim Jordan about that, and then we 're also going to talk about um, natural immunity and why it is. That despite 31,000 federal employees between the CDC and the NIH and a budget of around $58 billion per year, did you know that? Those two federal agencies, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the National Institute of Health, CDC and NIH, their joint budget is $58 billion. That's not for 10 years, which would be a lot of money, $5.8 billion with a B a year. No, no, no. That's annually. $58 billion annually. And yet somehow with all of that money and with all of those resources and 31,000 federal employees in the two departments, they haven't been able to come up with a single study on natural immunity? in two years since this pandemic began? Not a single study on natural immunity? Jim Jordan uh, brought that out in a committee hearing in which he's uh, questioned uh, Dr. Makari, and uh, Dr. Makari pointed that out, that the, this budget is extraordinary and they have no interest whatsoever in uh, studying natural immunity. Why? Because it would run counter to their agenda of getting a needle in the arm, or three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 needles in the arms of every American which begs the question what is the purpose of those needles in particularly or in particular because of the fact that we are all watching on a daily basis the proof play out the needles are ineffective the needles are ineffective i can tell you this if i had taken 3 shots to inoculate me against polio and i still got polio I would have a major, major problem. Would you? Because people are getting three shots against COVID, and they're still getting COVID. Does anybody have a problem with that? So we'll get into that with Jim Jim Jordan at uh, 935. At 1035 an hour from now, rather an hour and a half from now, we're going to talk with Joe Knopp. Joe Knopp is the lieutenant governor candidate running alongside Jim Renacci in the Battle for Ohio governor. Obviously, a huge primary coming up in the spring. Uh, Jim Renacci needs to take Mike DeWine out, and I'll say that very directly. Jim Renese needs to take Mike DeWine out. He's got to boot him from uh, this race. He's got to win the primary, and he's got to uh, win the, go- the uh, governor's office because what Mike DeWine has done has just been flat-out shameful. So uh, his running mate is Joe Knopp. Nobody has interviewed him yet, at least on radio, and done any long-form conversation with Joe Knopp. We will have that for you coming up at, excuse me, at 1035, apologies for that, at 1035. So before we do anything else, and we get into the in-depth nuts and bolts of what's going on with our morning monologue, uh, how about if you rise, patriots, go ahead and stand wherever you may be, go ahead and face a flag if you have one nearby, put your hand on your heart if you're able to, and join us for our daily Pledge of Allegiance. If you are um, a Biden supporter, a Brandon supporter, a communist supporter, a squad supporter, uh, a believer in uh, electo- electoral fraud, a believer in mandates, a believer in taking away Americans' personal bodily autonomy and those types of things, well, you don't have to bother standing and pledging with us. We know where your loyalties lie. Go ahead and take your knee. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag
0: of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation. Under God,
2: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. South Dakota Republican Governor Christy Nome called out Joe Biden and demanded that he rescind all federal COVID 19 mandates, saying, uh, uh, after Biden said Monday that there is no federal solution to the pandemic, saying that. Uh, President Biden has completely failed in his federal attempts to try to get COVID under control because there are record numbers of cases every day. If he is tapping out on this, I'm paraphrasing her. She didn't say tapping out. That was my word yesterday. But if he is uh, giving up on the federal solution and allowing it to be the state's rights to figure out how to deal with this, then get rid of all of the federal mandates. Tom Cotton. Senator Tom Cotton, Arkansas, said when Joe Biden says there is no federal solution, he's trying to avoid blame for his own incompetence. If he really believes this, he should rescind his unconstitutional federal mandates. Um, who, I mean, if Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, he should immediately end his unconstitutional federal mandates. I mean, it's really from all over the spectrum uh, nationwide. People are saying thank you for admitting and acknowledging President Trump. That there is no federal solution here and that what you have been doing is spinning your wheels and you have just been an abject failure. You do recall, I assume, the uh, moment when, when uh, Joe Biden said last year during, in 2020, during the presidential campaign, he declared that there were over 220,000 American deaths. I believe it was at that time. 220,000 American deaths as a result of covid His direct statement at that time was, anyone who has been responsible for that many deaths should no longer be president of the United States. Now, he said this again when there were roughly 220,000 American deaths with COVID. We won't say from COVID because we're not ridiculous and we like to be accurate, but deaths with COVID as they counted them. Uh, He demanded that the man responsible, the man in office, while that happens, should no longer be president of the United States. Well, since that time, there have been another 600,000 deaths. The vast majority of them when? In the year 2021. He has been responsible for nearly six... Let me rephrase. He has been president while nearly 600,000 more Americans have met their end as a result, in some way, of the COVID pandemic. So if Donald Trump must resign or should no longer be president because of 200,000 deaths, and those are Joe Biden's words, when should we expect his resignation for being in office while over 500,000, nearly 600,000 people have lost their lives? Wouldn't that seem fair? Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be the responsible, consistent thing to do? The fact of the matter, of course, is that Joe Biden could not possibly do the honorable thing. It's not in his nature. It's not in the nature of his party. He couldn't acknowledge. And, and at the bare minimum, what he should do is say, you know what? I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I'd like to apologize to my predecessor who tried to do everything he could, including getting this warp speed vaccination process going. But when I said that nobody should remain president if 200,000 people die on their watch, I obviously didn't know what exactly this entailed. Now I do, and this is a lot harder than I thought. He won't do or say anything honorable. Instead, he's going to sit here and say there is no federal solution. It's up to the governors. And when his party joins the the Republican Party in condemning those remarks... He, of course, goes into hiding. He's got no response whatsoever, but Ron Klain, the chief of staff, has to send out a tweet saying, here's what we're doing in the White House. Here's what our federal response still is. Here's what our national response still is. Yeah, in other words, what he said off the cuff, we have to try to cover for. What he said, those rare moments of truth, those rare moments of admissions, of of inability... And ineffectiveness. We've got to cover those up. So everything that he said about there being no federal solution, as you know, it led to these calls, as we pointed out, uh, these calls for an end of federal mandates. His support staff, in other words, his puppet masters, those who were literally writing his scripts for him and loading them into the teleprompter for him, <coughs> printing his speeches for him. Those individuals are freaking out right now, so they got to hurry up and try to do as much damage control as they possibly can. But it's too late. It is absolutely too late. Headline: Today, Marines say they are being crushed over vaccine refusal. The federal mandate for vaccines for all U.S. military personnel has led to, quote, a political purge. Zero religious exemptions for the COVID-19, quote-unquote, vaccine, otherwise known as profit shots. Zero. That's the number of religious exemptions given to military personnel who have requested them. The Marine Corps is losing thousands of Marines. We're talking American National security now over Joe Biden's federal mandates, even after Joe Biden acknowledged, admitted, and stated that there is no federal, no federal solution to COVID-19. He's willing to let the military be gutted. U.S. Marines are being crushed by Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate as thousands face dismissal for their continued refusal to get the shot, several active-duty Marines told Fox News Digital. To date, 169 have been discharged for refusing the vaccine. Thousands more face the same fate after the Department of Defense's mandate on all active-duty service personnel members went into effect for the Marine Corps on November 28th. Marines are allowed to apply for religious exemption but so far, not a single application for the uh, regarding the vaccine or any vaccine for that matter has been approved, according to a Marine Corps spokesman speaking to Fox News. Several Marines who refused to get the shot, <coughs> excuse me, were granted anonymity by Fox News Digital, so they could speak freely, and they said they are, <coughs> excuse me, battling this cold. Uh, we'll get over it <coughs> together, hopefully. Uh, They said they're witnessing a political purge by the Biden administration that is forcing out the military's best and brightest over their deeply held beliefs that they say, and they are right, by the way, are protected by the First Amendment. There is something fundamentally wrong at this point with our nation's leadership. Said a major with more than 17 years of active experience in the Marine Corps. We are facing an unconstitutional edict that I think is very targeted as a political purge, taking out some of the best and brightest soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians from the Space Force. There is no question, Joe Biden is putting this country in, in serious danger. It can't be debated, it can't be disputed. He has put this country in very serious a very serious and precarious predicament. Thousands of marines, Lord knows how many army soldiers, how many sailors, and so on and so forth all because he felt like he had to do something because we've got to do uh we have got to look like we are doing more than what Donald Trump did. We accused Donald Trump of not taking it seriously, we accused Donald Trump of not doing enough, told everybody I would have a solution. This isn't a solution, but if I sit here and say what he said over the weekend that there is no solution, now I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be crucified for that. So we're going to continue with these mandates that are only harming America and so the question becomes who is really running the country is Biden running the country is he making these decisions are the puppet masters behind the scenes making the decisions all I know is this the only time we get a moment's truth from Joe Biden the only time we get a little kernel of honesty from Joe Biden is when he is unscripted when he is not reading from the teleprompter and he actually is caught in a moment off guard when he is asked a question that they didn't anticipate, then we get truth. And the truth, my friends, is very, very dangerous. It puts us in a very precarious situation. All right, I've got so much more on this. I do want to hear from you, 216-901-0945, and we will hear from Jim Jordan after the bottom of the hour. He'll address this and more as we continue on The Authority. Thank <laughs>
1: you.
2: Okay, nine twenty-seven now. Uh, Jim Jordan coming up after the bottom of the hour news. Jim Jordan recently did an interview, or not an interview. You beg your pardon. It was a it was a House committee hearing in which uh, he questioned uh, um, Fox News contributor Dr. Uh, Marty Makary about the rapid spread of the Omicron virus, or the Omicron variant rather, and talked to him about. Why it is that no one is discussing natural immunity and why no one at the NIH and no one at CDC has commissioned a study on natural immunity from COVID-19. Considering that the vaccines have been an abject failure, um, why is no one talking about natural immunity? Why aren't they studying that? And Dr. McCurry, and I'll talk to Jordan about this, but Dr. McCurry basically said that they don't want to know the answer. They don't want to know because the goal here is to get needles in every arm. He said natural immunity could be our answer to ending the entire pandemic. And the Omicron infection may be nature's vaccine. This is from an interview on Fox News with Dr. Marty McCari, And I'm looking for the date. This is from yesterday. This is yesterday. So it's as current as it gets. But this is Dr. McCurry talking about Omicron potentially being our natural vaccine. It's harmless. It's super mild in terms of its, um, uh, of its symptoms. It's not killing anyone. This is what you want to get if you want to start your bodybuilding natural antibodies. Listen to Dr. Macari. Well, first of all, I reject- well you could listen to Dr. Macari if I had it set up right one more time
3: the entire lexicon that public health officials put out about the vaccinated and unvaccinated we should be talking about the immune and the non-immune recognizing natural immunity now if you have immunity that is if you've had the primary vaccine series or you've had the infection in the past and i would include um people over 65 as those who are boosted you should feel good about your immune protection it's very effective against severe illness But think of this season as a bad flu season. There's a very common respiratory pathogen called Omicron, and it causes an infection which causes discomfort, and you're out like you would be for influenza. It affects everybody differently, and it's ubiquitous. It's nearly everywhere, so people should keep that in mind as they think about their plans.
2: Okay, Um, and also earlier this week, Fauci suggested reporting uh, requiring or supporting requiring vaccines be mandated if you're going to board an airplane. And now he seems to be sort of wrapping around that and forced to clarify, I guess, his stance on the whole vaccinations requirement if you're going to board an airplane. So let's watch his explanation.
0: No, what I said, uh, Jim, was that everything when that comes up as a possibility, we put it on the table. And we consider it. That does not mean that it is going to be likely to happen right now. I don't think people should expect that we're going to have a requirement in domestic flights for people to be vaccinated. When I was asked that question, I gave an honest, honest answer. It's it's on the table and we consider it, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen.
2: Okay, I'm going to pause there before I give you any more of Doctor McCary because I do have Jim Jordan coming up. But just super briefly. On Dr. Fauci, he did say that is what he would prefer. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's what he wants. There has never been a suggestion of a restriction, a lockdown, a, a, a vaccine mandate, a mask mandate. There has never been one that Dr. Fauci in two years has answered, No, I don't think we should do that. Never once. Not one restriction has he ever said, no, we shouldn't do that. It's always, yes, I think that would be a good idea. We'll see if it becomes something that is implemented. That is what Dr. Science, Dr. Don't Question Me, because if you do, you're questioning science. That's what his idea is, and that's why he's still so popular among the American left, because they believe in the restriction of, of individual rights. Okay, let's get our news now at 9.30. I've got more from Dr. McCari, but that'll be after we talk to Jim Jordan next, AM 1420, The Answer.
0: lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer.
4: 31,000 people spending 58 billion dollars a year. Uh, why hasn't our government done a study on natural immunity?
3: If I can be honest, uh, Representative Jordan, I don't think they want to know the answer.
2: That is an amazing admission by Dr. Marty Macari when questioned by Congressman Jim Jordan in a recent House Committee hearing. And joining us now to talk about that and much more is Congressman Jordan. Good to have you back on our program, sir. Thanks for the time. How are you?
4: You bet. You bet. I'm, I'm fine, Bob. Hope you had a great Christmas and Happy New Year.
2: Absolutely. Same to you, sir. I appreciate that. I, I, I didn't get a date on this uh, this uh, exchange that you had yeah. with Dr. Macari. Uh, was that recent?
4: Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. And, and the point is, you know, look, about thirty some thousand people work at NIH and CDC. Uh, they got an annual budget, I think, of like fifty five, fifty six billion dollars. I mean, it's a ton of money. Uh, and yet, the the, the 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 study on natural immunity comes from Israel. I mean, we we love Israel; it's a great great country, great ally. But why can't we do it here in the country? And why won't Doctor Fauci give us some some uh, some answer on natural immunity? And uh, I think, uh, as, you, as you just played, Doctor McCarry's answer was pretty telling. Uh, he said, you know, I don't think they want to know the answer, which I think is, is is obviously the case.
2: I think that is absolutely the case. I have not heard Dr. Fauci once reference that Israeli study. I have not heard uh, Rochelle Walensky at the CDC once. I didn't hear Dr. Francis Collins at NIH once reference those studies that showed that natural immunity provides 27 times more protection <laughs> against infection. So. <laughs> 20, not Not two times, not four times, not nine times. 27 <laughs> times more protection than vaccine <laughs> immunity does. And 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 yet they want to continue to tell everybody roll up your sleeve three four five ten times.
4: I know it's it's it, but but what, what what isn't crazy now with these folks? I mean they've been all over the board. Dr. Fauci has changed his position more than anyone I can I can think of. It, whether it's mask, whether it was cruise ships, he's talked to us about. You know he was supposedly an expert on baseball at one point until he walked out and gave the first pitch a year and a half ago. So this guy. I don't know that there's anyone who still believes him, but CNN and MSNBC may be the only people because they continue to put him on, uh, put him on
2: TV. It is pretty remarkable. As was this, uh, this, this, this drop heard around the world by the president of the United States this week. There is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. <laughs> Congressman Jordan, you have heard uh, Joe Biden for two years, particularly in the year yeah. that he was running for president. Right. Whenever he did come yeah. out of the basement, he said, Donald Trump has no plan to defeat COVID. I do. Kamala Harris said, yeah. we will stop COVID-19. We have a seven-point plan. We will do it, blah, blah, blah. I'll crush the virus. I won't shut down the economy. I'll shut down the virus. Now he's saying, by the way, yeah, we can't really do yeah. that at all. Question, Congressman Jordan. What have they been doing for the last, you know, year now of his presidency if there's no federal solution, number one? And number two, if there is no federal solution, then how are there still federal mandates?
4: Right, no, exactly. That's, that's the big takeaway. If there's no federal solution, then why do we have a, why do we have a federal mandate on businesses, mandate on people? I mean, why, mandated on military, mandated on, on, on federal contractors? I mean, on and on it goes. So if there's no federal solution, why the federal mandates, I think, is the first thing. Second is, you you told us when you ran that you wouldn't shut down the economy, you wouldn't shut things down, that you're going to shut down the virus and spend anything but that. So you're wrong on that as well. But, but I think it just underscores they haven't been right on anything. You know, that everything they have done has been a complete disaster. You name the policy area, it's a disaster. Uh, and, and they tell us all the time things that make absolutely no sense. Remember when Joe Biden said about two months ago, oh, if we spend 2 to $5 trillion more, it will help inflation? That, no, I, I, there, There's not a rational, sane person on the planet who believes that. But the president of the United States actually makes that statement. So time and time again, they say ridiculous, stupid things, and it just turns out to make, make things worse. And unfortunately, we're seeing that play out. Now there's stories out today that it's going to get worse. The gas, gas prices are going to go on average to $4 by Memorial Day of next year. So it's, it's only – year two is only going to be worse than year one. And, and frankly, the American people have already had it with Joe Biden after just one year. So um, we can't get to the midterm election soon enough, and we certainly can't get to 2024 when President Trump runs again. We can't get to that soon enough either.
2: We can uh, we can come back to the uh, inflation and, and the other issues, but real quick, one more on the on the va- sure. uh, vaccine mandates. Um, I was reading a story before you came on uh, from the Marine Corps. Thousands of Marines are yeah. being booted from the Corps because they refuse to take the shots. Zero uh, religious exemptions have been granted even though they have been made yeah. by countless numbers of marines um and the marines are being crushed this is a description of a 19 year veteran colonel who said the the marines are being crushed um by these mandates and they're calling it a political purge we're we're not just playing games here anymore we're not just talking about no. you know local businesses being crushed by mandates we're we're talking about national security now we're talking about our military being being gutted because of these uh, mandates that have no basis in science whatsoever
4: well, and we're also talking about, and, and this has been you know we've talked about this a number of times, we're also talking about the First Amendment. and the very first liberty mentioned in the First Amendment, in the Bill of Rights in the Constitution of these United States is your right to practice your faith, your freedom of religion. and and th- th- this is the first liberty the founders chose to mention in the Bill of Rights. So because I, I hear about other people, that that well, this college or university is not really uh, accommodating people for their for their religious beliefs. Like that, that is a fundamental violation of the most fundamental liberty we have in this great nation. So it it's also you're right. It's about our national security, but it's also about the fundamental, the most important fundamental of fundamentals, which is your right to practice your faith, your right to freedom of religion, and that that is very concerning to me, as well as the other rights that they they've attacked over the last year. Democrats have. Um, that we enjoy under the First Amendment.
2: Yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is a staggering thing. And, and, and the last thing I'll, I'll ask you on COVID, at least for right now, uh, going back to the, the idea of natural immunity, Dr. Makari, in a separate interview that I heard on Fox, this was actually from yesterday and I was playing it, he said that in South Africa, they are finding that those who have recovered from the Omicron variant, which is virtually harmless—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a cold. Your, yep. your, your yep. treatment, your treatment is Nyquil for goodness sakes. Um, those who have recovered from the Omicron variant are finding that they are now resistant and have antibodies to protect against the Delta variant. In other words, Dr. McCari said that the Omicron variant could be our natural immunity that we were looking for. It could be yeah. the real, true natural vaccine against I've all COVID. Right. Yeah. So, no, so I- again, it begs the question, with a $58 billion annual budget between CDC and NIH, as you elicited from Dr. McCary how are they not studying that to say we've got to get you know we've got to we've got to address this and 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 perhaps put into into place recommendations for people that if you get omicron go get the antibody test done don't rush to get a vaccine go and see if you've got the antibodies because we know they're going to be resistant or at least we have some 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 evidence that it's going to be resistant to the other covid19 variants
4: yeah and and we and we we know the answer to this question the answer is if if that's all true, which it sure seems like it is, mm-hmm. then suddenly Dr. Fauci can't go on TV and say, oh, you're going to have to get a vaccine passport to fly. You're going to have to wear a mask all the time on a plane. You're going to continue to have to do that. You're going to have to, I mean, he, he loses all power. And, and that's the scariest thing of all is is this, this idea that this one individual who never put his name on a ballot, who's never ran for office, who's not elected to anything, has all this authority to start telling us how we're going to continue to do these, these things and it's only going to get worse if Dr. Fauci has his way when in fact it looks like the evidence is suggesting very strongly that if you get this, this, this Omicron variant your natural immunity is good across the board so um, again I don't get it I, I don't get it at all but I think the only logical conclusion we can reach is it all comes down to power and power for one individual this Dr. Fauci
2: guy. We're talking with Congressman Jim Jordan, the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. I heard an interview that you did on Breitbart, a Breitbart podcast in which you talked about uh, legislative priorities. You mentioned a moment ago uh, two thousand and twenty two can 't get here soon enough, particularly in November when we can uh, take back the majority in the House and hopefully in the Senate as well. If that does come to pass what do you uh, what two or three uh, priorities do you think would be at the top of the list
4: well uh, I think the number one priority legislatively is to pass the uh, pass legislation that would, would deal with big tech, take away the liability protection that big tech companies have. So that's number one uh, on, 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 on legislation. Show the American people this is what we do if we actually had the White House as well, because we'll pass that and Joe Biden veto it. But I think we still have to demonstrate the kind of legislation we pass, and then maybe most importantly to do the investigations that need to be done to hold people accountable and get the truth to the American people. And, and investigation number one is what we're just talking about. Uh, the gain-of-function research that was done that started this crazy virus over in, in the Wuhan lab. Uh, why were why American tax dollars used for that? Did this thing actually come from a lab? That seems to be where all the evidence now suggests that it did. So we need that investigation. We need an, we need an investigation in the DOJ uh, specifically about the idea that the counterterrorism measures at the Department of, of, of Justice are being used against moms and dads at school board meetings. Give me a break. So all those things need to happen, and that has to be our focus as we head into 2024.
2: Yeah, and 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 those are all enormously important. Um stay, staying with the uh you know the, the the school board one for a second there. You have counted or excuse me called upon Jerry Nadler to hold Merrick Garland accountable. Uh, I think you've got a countdown going on your Twitter feed, Uh, 68, 69 days since um, uh, Jerry Nadler has refused to hold America or Garland accountable for calling uh, um, uh, parents domestic terrorists or treating them as domestic terrorists and investigating Mm -hmm. them for simply expressing their First Amendment rights at school board meetings and so on and so forth. What is it you want Nadler to do?
4: We want him to call the, the, the attorney general back in and say, look, you said this on October 21st. Well, you said that there was no way you would ever treat parents as domestic terrorists. Only problem is the day before on October 20th, there was an email sent out to FBI agents around the country inv- inv- invoking the counterterrorism measures and putting a threat tag label on moms and dads who show up at school board meetings. So which is it, Merrick Garland? Which is it, attorney general, what you said on the 21st of October or what happened on the 20th of October? That's a question that needs to be asked. And if it is, in fact, what happened on the 20th with that email – then you need to, as the Attorney General, tell the Congress of the United States you are stopping this in its tracks. That's what needs to happen. But Democrats, no, no, no. They would rather just treat parents as terrorists, as domestic terrorists. So that's how – I mean nothing gets me fired up more than this because what they did is so wrong, and they did it at the behest of a left-wing organization, and I think it's actually even worse than that, Bob. I don't think it was the the, uh, school board association that that was the catalyst for it. I think the Biden administration wanted to do this. They just used the letter as the pretext to do what they already wanted to do, which makes it even worse.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. This this is not something that was brought to them. They went searching for somebody to make a complaint so that they could crack down uh, because this was, was, of course, getting in the way of their agenda. Um, And by the way, what has Nadler's response been to your calls for this? Why will he not call Garland back in?
4: because it, 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 it's all politics for these guys, it's been complete silence, they, which which tells me they agree with it. They agree with they want critical race theory taught in the schools, they they mm-hmm. they agree with cracking down on parents who are objecting to this racist hate America curriculum that should not be taught in our school systems. so it, it, they agree with it that that's the only logical conclusion you can reach because they have been completely silent, won't answer any response, anything we give.
2: You say that nothing gets you as fired up as that. Uh, I'm gonna challenge that when I bring up January 6th. Um, I I continue to see absolute horror stories. There is a video now that has, has gone public of a police officer, police officers, plural, um, beating a defenseless unarmed woman for about four and a half minutes with batons, with fists, and everything else after she got shoved into a corridor, um, you know, during the, during that terrible time on January 6th. It is, Unbelievable what is being done to the prisoners who have been kept in isolation now for 11 months uh, without charges in most of their cases. Um, You have been now not subpoenaed, but requested, or at least they have made it public, Mm -hmm. that the committee wants you to come and testify. They want to hear from you. Now, they didn't want to hear from you in an official capacity because they booted you from (laughs) the actual committee, but now they want to hear from you as a witness. Will you go?
4: Well, we're reviewing it. Uh, I mean, uh, but, but like I said a week ago, uh, you know, I got real concerns uh, about any committee that will uh, take evidence, uh, take documents, and alter those documents and lie to the American people. Which is exactly what Adam Schiff did with an email that I had forwarded on to the chief of staff of the White House from 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 a, a lawyer in in uh, there indeed, a respected lawyer, former Inspector General for for Donald Rumsfeld that I had forwarded on to, uh, to the chief of staff. So we're going to re- review it all. But, oh, oh, and I'm not the first one. There's other people that they have uh, altered things and misled the country about and just flat out lied. They, they said, they said uh, uh, Bernie Clark, uh, uh, the, the, the former uh, chief of police in New York, they said he was at some meeting. When he wasn't, he was in New York. They said he was at some meeting. So th- this time and time again, we've, we've seen this committee just out and out, mislead the American people, lie to the American people. So I got real reservations about uh, going there, but we're going we're gonna to take some time and review it all.
2: Is there is there any accountability for that kind of thing? What what Adam Schiff did in uh, altering uh, your your text messages and presenting them in a way that they're that was completely inaccurate, and what you just said about Bernie Kerrick. I mean it feels like no matter what they do, how many laws they break, how many dishonest things that they do, they just it's like Adam Schiff who said for 3 years, I've got rock solid proof, it's right there in broad daylight of collusion with the Russians between the Trump uh, the Trump campaign. And and here we are now it's 5 years since then and not a not a word of condemnation. Where is that proof? It seems like there's no accountability for those in in the highest levels of our government who lie to us.
4: Well, uh Yes and no. I mean, I get that, and I hear that all the time from constituents, and I and I share that, that concern as you, as you do. But but I will tell you, I think I think most of the the, the country gets it. I mean, they they think, well, how many times is Adam Schiff gonna 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 lie to us? And they just now don't believe anything he said. You know, it's, it's you know, you tell the whole country you have more than circumstantial evidence that President Trump colluded with Russia, and that turned out to be c- completely false. You read a false uh, story to the to the. To the country at the start of a hearing, and then you later have to say, oh, it was just a parody, when obviously it wasn't. You were trying to mislead the country on that. Uh, you, you, you lie about uh, my email. So time and time again, he's done it. I think I think the American people just like, we don't believe really the thing he said. So he can keep saying it all he wants, and, and MSNBC and CNN can keep playing it, and the New York Times can write about how wonderful he is. But the country, the country sees way past the bubble in the establishment and, and the left that control Washington. And they see the truth. So I don't think he, I think, I think the country is way past it and they
2: get it. You know, I I appreciate your glass half full approach there, Congressman Jordan, I do, but you just mentioned, it's going to go on CNN unchecked. It's going to go on MSNBC unchecked. They're not going to point out to their viewers, and I know there aren't as many of them as there are on some other places, but those are still all voters. Those are millions of voters collectively who are going to see Adam Schiff's lies, his his altered, doctored versions of your text messages to Mark Meadows. They're going to present a narrative that isn't there, and it it impacts how they vote. It impacts where they donate their money, how how they, you know, where they're active uh, uh, efforts go
4: yeah but but like sometimes i my my guess is there's there's lots of shows on cnn that don't have the audience you have i mean you, you i know, got, you I, know got I know i get it you, I, you, you, I know you, there's
2: not
4: a lot a of them but it's enough yeah I, and look I, I get it and i, I mean I, no one like, see CNN put lies on the on the tv about them or, or about the country or about that about what really is going on but i just I, I i just tend to see that like we got great people out there like you who are getting the truth to your listeners, great people getting the truth to their viewers, um, all kinds of people who have a, a much bigger platform than these, these left-wing, elite national media, as they like to think they are. Um, so, I, again, I, I put faith in America. Look at Biden's approval ratings right now. The American people understand this guy is a disaster. And then the vice president. When, when have you ever seen the vice president's approval ratings as low as the vice president? I mean, I've never seen that. So the country gets it. We just have to get through it and get on to you know, and it's look, it's it's not fun, but it's uh it's just what we have to do right now and get through this and get to the get to the midterm elections. But I think it'll be good,
2: Congressman. I really appreciate the time as always. Just give me 30, just give me thirty seconds on Build Back Better. It's dead as a legisl- as legislation, but now the progressives want Biden to enact it via executive order. Willie, Tanny? <laughs> I mean, we have a thing called the Constitution. Of course, they, haven't,
4: they don't have a whole lot of respect for that amazing document. No, they don't. But the Constitution, yeah, you, you've got to pass legislation to do that. I mean, it's just crazy that they would even suggest that. But, you, you know, think about this. I, I, I made this list the other day. I was just thinking about So the Democrats have kicked Republicans off committees. Won't Republicans serve on committees? Um, have have uh, lied about the president for, for four years. Did impeachment in secret in, in hearing. Spied on the president's campaign. The Democrats are trying to make D.C. a state. Trying to end the electoral college trying to end the filibuster, trying to pack the court, trying to nationalize elections, and are going to let illegals vote, illegal immigrants vote in elections. election. But somehow Donald Trump is the threat to democracy? Give me a break. This is, this is how crazy they are. And here they come back, oh, we don't even need to pass legislation now that we've tried for a year to do. We'll just do it by, by, by edict from the White House. You can't do that. And, um, and again, I think the country gets it. Uh, and they're not going to let them happen. And I don't think it's going to happen.
2: I'm glad to hear you say that. That's exactly what I wanted. Congressman Jordan, thanks so much for the time. As always, happy new year. You bet. All right. All right That's Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. We'll come back right after this. 9.58 now, coming up uh, in about a half an hour. We're going to get to know the could be, maybe, possibly future lieutenant governor of the state of Ohio. Joe Knopp is going to be running, uh, or is running, as uh, Jim uh lieutenant governor candidate. And uh, you're going to get to know him. He's a filmmaker by trade, and uh, he's done some really amazing work in that regard. But um, he's also very, very politically active as well. And there's a reason why Jim Rennacy chose him. I think you'll find that out during that interview coming up at 1035. It's so imperative. So imperative. And I'll tell you what, more so now than we ever thought about before. How imperative, imperative it is that, uh, uh, that Jim and AC defeat Mike DeWine. Why? Why more so now than before? Because you just heard Joe Biden. You just heard Joe Biden admit that there is no federal solution to COVID, that he's going to be relying and leaving it up to the states. That means he's going to be leaving it up to governors. If there is no federal solution, right, Joe Biden? There is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. This gets solved state level. That means Mike DeWine is going to be making all of the calls. And you saw the calls that he made in all of 2022. I beg your pardon, of 2020, looking back to last year, not ahead to next year. But in all of 2020, Mike DeWine was the nation's lockdown leader. He enjoyed He loved his Time Magazine feature stories about being America's governor, locking down uh, uh, businesses except for quote-unquote essential businesses with essential workers closing schools. He was the first one to do all of those things. And he loved it. That's why I used to call him the little, uh, little Napoleon, because that's exactly how he governed. He's got to go. When given more power... And, and left unchecked, Mike DeWine is going to be a disaster for the state of Ohio. Jim Renee and Joe Knopp, that's the ticket to win it. We'll talk to Joe Knopp at 1035. Next half hour, we are guest free. So i got plenty of time to hear from you on all of these issues and more. 216-901-0945. You can also try 888-281-1110. Let's get you up and on the radio this next half hour on AM 1420 DS. Yeah.